0: Welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode thirty-seven: Tremendous Girl Boss Energy.
1: So, I've been thinking about this. I am not nearly as prepared to create ships. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no preparing. The no, no you just. I you just provide... pick two of
2: your action figures and then decide <laughs> and which ones you want to smash together.
1: together. Yeah. Um, but I think that I can provide amazing color commentary and can can comment on it. But um, <laughs> sure, I sure, may sure not be able yeah. to Provide nuance. So.
2: Well, I sure. mean, I don't know that my attitudes on who I what action figures I want to smash together have changed since the last oh time. God. But I did, but, well, but I did read the Explorers book just for this.
0: That's fantastic.
2: What? what does that face?
0: <laughs> I, just the idea of this, them actually producing Malafo action figures has me hot and bothered. <laughs> I, love that. Uh, I mean, what would be
1: great is if they did it in small pieces so we could put them together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gunpla.
2: Gunpla Malfoy. Oh my goodness! Just the the masters at like what one eighth scale. So they're like. <laughs> <laughs> like this big,
3: <laughs> based
2: on their real heights or whatever.
3: <laughs> I want articulation so I can make them hug. Okay. I want a
0: weeble wobble with Nellie's face on it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Seems, seems, seems right. Seems, seems, seems right.
1: Seems right. Now, it, what's funny is that Monica said that, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can hear that. But for some reason, when Doug says it, it sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's completely with the fact that Doug said it. Yes. That's, no, that's
3: yeah. Fair. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. That is absolutely 100% fair. And welcome back to Scheme Powered Scoundrels. This is episode two.
0: What are we naming this one?
3: Um, I think somebody suggested "erotic bood- boogaloo" or something like that, which was kind of fun. But I don't know; we'll figure out a name. The second ship episode. Um, if you weren't around for the first one, real quick explanation: this is basically an entire episode of ship posting.
0: It's ship posting
3: about about you know making models kiss. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> coming up with non canon relationships between characters in the Malifaux universe, specifically. And then talking about that and how much we want them to actually be a couple or triple or a fuckier <laughs> Does
1: it do they have to be a couple or do they just have to drink too much wine?
2: Uh, yeah. It's whatever
0: you want, man. Yes, so whatever unless. you want. Uh,
2: yes, whatever makes your, So we don't have to your... have long-term
0: relationships here. Yeah. We can, not okay. necessarily. Not and and to address, you, address your caution earlier, Craig, the thing about shipping is that relationships are very emotional in general. So at least for me, like the immediate idea of who should be a pair that comes to mind is the one I stick to. Okay. Because it just feels right to me. Yeah. It's go it's with your feelings. Pretty much
3: entirely yeah. fueled by emotion and thirst. Okay, um, but,
1: okay I'm I'm such an am <laughs> an amateur in an arena of professionals right oh now. Okay. <laughs> oh
3: my god. <laughs> yes, I'm a professional like I'm shipper. My first um, ship. I'm going this
1: to put that This is Commodore on my resume. Victoria.
3: Um, <laughs> Craig welcome to my armada. It's Craig Shipman said, "I'm a professional
0: shipper."
2: <laughs> oh boy! <clears throat>
0: I'm getting a degree in shipping.
2: Ah oh, <clears throat> man, I'm putting that on my my CV. <laughs> professional <laughs> professional shipper. <laughs> shipper.
0: <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. can, I, can I make my apology? I don't think I <laughs> Yeah, did for, go ahead. Make your work.
3: apology, your disclaimer, whatever it is. No, no,
0: it's, it's actually apologizing for oh. kind of the way I acted in the first episode. Okay. Mostly because I was like, I wasn't entirely sure how people were going to react to this. So I was being a little bit more self-deprecating to both me, us, and the concept of shipping. And I apologize for that. Uh, one year later, I just don't care.
4: <laughs> we're <laughs> having if fun. If people That's are
0: cool. actually upset by this, uh, go to hell. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Wait! 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 Whoa! 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 whoa, whoa. Anybody
3: the- who's listening to this and is upset by it is at the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. What was the feedback that that triggered that apology?
0: None. I just realized I was being a dick. Personal growth, Craig. <laughs> so I, anyway, I gotta, hold on, I'm writing that down. I, I want you to know growth. that I don't remember.
2: You being a dick at all. I don't remember that either, Doug. Me me neither, really. (laughs) But I'll accept your apology anyway, if that make you feel better.
1: (laughs) Does he apologize for shit he doesn't do all
0: the time? Yes. Especially (laughs) when I drink.
3: Constantly. So, as this is the ship episode, that means I'm in charge for some reason. Um, You're
0: the professional.
3: So, I am your host, Victoria. With me, I have my brave co-host, Doug. Hi. We've got Monica back from last time. Hi, and hey, joining um, us today is Mr. Craig Shipman from Third Floor Wars, taking his uh, first foray into Malifaux ships.
1: Watch, I'm, I'm, I'm watching for shrapnel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean you gotta we gotta have right? a shipment on
0: a shipping episode, right?
3: right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, like in my it's family, family blood, blood or something. Let me quickly stab Craig in the back here and go. Uh, by the way, this is the third episode of Steam Powered Scoundrels he's been on, and I've only been on his show once, and Victoria hasn't been on his show ever. So, all right, so uh,
1: by, by sheer number of hours,
0: <laughs> Victoria
1: has been on my media empire more than <laughs> I've been on yours. <laughs> I've got six hours of Vic on Twitch and YouTube. I'm about well, to get means, another three more.
0: That means it's going to be Woo! a four hour long shit And of
3: no, it's not, not going to be four here. hours that long. That
0: pales in comparison
1: to the hours of your face that are on my YouTube. <laughs> Mr. Galaxy. How many episodes do we have of, of Good Scum and the Villainy? We you like welcome, Craig. Twelve,
0: right? <laughs> Something like that. Who's counting? Just,
2: just,
1: like just
0: to
2: a, be that, that guy for a second. Uh, none of you are on any of my shows, so.
4: I don't think we have.
3: I don't think we have the necessary experience.
1: Do I want to know enough. about our show? Uh, yeah, I,
2: <laughs> it's fair enough. I um I actually do two podcasts. Um, one of which I do with a very close friend of mine where we talk about tabletop role-playing game design. Um, but it is chaotic and goofy because both of us cannot be serious to save our lives. Uh, so it is like 50-50, like us talking intelligently about this thing that both of us are very invested in. And also 50-50, we talk about like cats and poop. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Seems <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's called Bonus Experience. Um, you can find it at bxpcast.com. Let me just plug my shit up here at the top yeah, of the episode. Um, or follow us at Bonus on Twitter. Um, if you just look up bonus experience in your podcast, you can find it. We do seasons by year. So there's, and it's like roughly every other week. So there's a solid backlog. (laughs) for you to go through if you are just tuning in now. And the other show I do is called Systematic Understanding of Everything, which is a podcast to teach people about uh, the role-playing game Exalted, which I'm one of the uh, designers and developers on. Um, And it is a massive game with 20 years of lore. So me and three of my friends have sat down and just did like a 101 explainer. And each episode teaches you a thing about the setting or the system. Uh, And if you have ever heard of it and wanted to know more systematic understanding of everything is a great place to start because we're going to break the whole thing down from beginning to end. And in fact, it's, um, it's actually a short term, short term series. We've been doing it for nearly a year, but it has an end point and we are going to wrap it up fairly soon. So systematic understanding is not a forever show. Got a goddamn celebrity on here. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i don't know that i would go that far i'm maybe a tabletop industry celebrity which means like a thousand people know who i am That's oh, amazing, which those. is like
0: <laughs> i could have sworn there was someone i know that like mostly did interviews with tabletop role-playing game developers um dang what was his name? who was that <sighs> guy's an asshole I want to go on <laughs>
1: <laughs> Though I will say, I will say my episode that I went out tonight with uh, Lynn Hardy is really, really good.
3: Cool. But like, we'll yeah, about- I was going to say since since we're plugging, why don't you go ahead and
1: <laughs> talk about everybody, your everybody stuff listens media empire. On shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want to hear Malifaux stuff, all my stuff's role-playing.
3: <laughs> I, I like- want to hear about it. I feel like we get a decent <laughs> number of people who want to listen about role playing. Also, yeah, no. I feel like when you we know, get and
0: me- obviously I do a ton too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we get the next wave, you'll have the, probably a lot. You know what? Of I'm. Stuff. You know, here's what I'll plug. Hold on a second.
1: Hold on. Hey, oh, yeah, go ahead. Here's the plug. The plug is this is going to come out before the twenty first. So August twenty first at nine p.m. is the third episode of the Fear Yourself, Fear Itself stream, starring our lovely Victoria. <laughs> And a bunch of other less small other people like mine. it's definitely definitely her show. But hey, in all, in the all
4: seriousness,
1: it's in all seriousness, it's it's a really good show. Like I am really proud of what we're uh, the first two episodes. I thought were outstanding, and we like we've just barely started, which is pretty cool.
3: If if you haven't watched it, uh episode 2 features our own Douglas Scoundrel's dulcet tones.
1: Yes it does. As as the uh a off the cuff NPC created in the first episode turned into an actual radio ad in the second episode is pretty
0: Thanks for the music, by the way. That really sold it. As uh, just
1: <laughs> all of it, um all of it was me just randomly shit talking. Doug saying, "I'm not okay with the fact that Doug has not already created a ad with this car dealership we just <laughs> made up for the hell of it." <laughs> well, and then he did you, it. Just said that. Doug's like, "And then oh, he did it." Right, hold my <laughs> beer. Excuse you, then.
3: Uh, give me it two was days. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: it me was an hour not a have to do that. I'm yeah. pretty proud of how quickly it that came out. It was great. It was perfect. Yeah, it was fantastic.
3: Shipping. Um, yeah. So yes. now that we're done with that shipping, I think this first one is actually really good. I believe we kind of covered it on the first ship episode, but we can go over it again for the people just joining us. Um, yeah. Why, why ship? Why is it a thing that we do? Mm-hmm. It happens across all kinds of fandoms, regardless of if they're miniatures, RPGs, anime, TV shows, all of it. Why do we do it? Even yeah, literally that don't everything makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Let me just say <laughs> the once
2: slur and we cannot <laughs> oh. Tumblr I hate the I said even ones that don't make sense and then you said the thing I was thinking about. <laughs> 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 Tumblr is a dark and terrible place.
0: Uh that by the way, that is the that is the villain from uh the Lorax, Craig. What's from the Lorax? The Once-ler. I don't think I've ever heard of that. That's from the Lorax. I've read um, the Lorax, too. Don't look it up. Oh, no, (laughs) don't. Got it.
3: Don't look it up.
0: After the Danny DeVito version, the internet, and by internet, I mean Tumblr got really thirsty. Got it. Got it. Is Tumblr still, like, around? Yes.
2: It's just, I'm afraid so. Yeah.
0: It's now a force
1: ghost. Unfortunately. (laughs) It's now a force ghost. That's amazing.
3: So...
2: Why ship? Why do it? Who wants to go first? I just think there's a primal human need to want to smash your action figures together.
4: <laughs>
2: <I'm>, romantically,
4: like, <laughs> sometimes. Romantically,
2: yeah, yeah, sometimes. Uh, I, I feel like it is a an an emotional investment thing. Well, that's I'm fair. trying to... I, I started stupid. Now I'm going to get smart. This is basically... Like, <laughs> that's what bonus experience is like. <laughs> go listen to my uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, go listen to my podcast. Right. Uh, so, like, I think people are driven and moved by art and media to engage with it emotionally. And some of that is the fan desire to claim a piece of ownership over a piece of media. And one of the ways to do that is to be like, well, I would like this character who doesn't kiss this character to do so. And it's going to happen in my head. Uh, I'm going to make... I'm an artist. I'm going to make pictures of it because I have the power to do so. Or I'm a writer. I'm going to write a story about how these two people who I really want to kiss, who do not kiss in this fiction to do so. And then, you know, that's part of the the innate human desire to tell stories. Mm-hmm. And like, fan fiction is as old as storytelling. One could argue that something like Paradise Lost is Bible fanfic. <laughs> the, the Aeneid is Homer fanfic. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Does <that hurt> you? <laughs> oh. Truth are hurts. you making that face because I'm not wrong?
0: You're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong.
2: <laughs> I mean, like the, the desire to take a story and then remix it or then be like, but these characters are but like and also my OC uh is just a thing that people want to do. And Malpha has such engaging characters that it is certainly not exempt from provoking that sort of emotional reaction in people. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. That that yeah, ownership piece go. I thought was interesting, Monica. It's something I never thought about, which is you 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 get an emotional investment in something like that. And then to be able to take some level of ownership by changing the story, right? And, and to a certain degree, I would imagine it's also finding the biggest gap, right? So you could finding two characters that you know will never be canon. Together, Right. And saying, I- I'm going to take control of this. I'm going to take some ownership of this. So t- I didn't know this, but the uh, origin of it is relationshipers, Right. So that's mm-hmm. what, that's what mm-hmm. it started off. And I think it was X-Files was w- like where it was first coined way back when between uh, Mulder and Scully as I guess they were, they called themselves. The, and it was, of course, all, you know, a bulletin board at that point, I would imagine that's forever ago, but uh, they called themselves the relationshipers, And there was like a whole board. And that's where they talked, you know, fanfic uh, Mulder and Scully getting together. And that turned into shipping, from what I understand, which I thought was in
2: I'm kind of surprised that it, I guess the term came from the X Files fandom because I'm shocked it wasn't the Star Trek fandom.
1: Oh, I mean, the, the action is much older than that. I'm not right. oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Term. true, true. <laughs> terminology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the term shipping coming Correct.
2: from X Files fan boards mm-hmm. back in the day. Because right. I was like, I, did did Star Trek not invent this? Oh God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh no, yeah. yeah, right.
0: Star Star Trek absolutely kind of was it was... sort of the granddaddy of modern shipping. <laughs> I, I think I, we can, we
2: can point at star Trek as like the granddaddy of modern fandom period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, um, Because star Trek is where you get the first real conventions. It's where you get like fandom groups. It's, it's like one the, of the earliest the scenes, instances all of yeah. scenes, cosplay, like almost all of that comes from star Trek fandom.
1: And, and, and that wasn't created based off of a hugely successful show either, which is, which is even incredible. Right. I mean, the fact mm. that the show showed it fine. Mm -hmm. Um, we're talking about the original obviously Um, and then it got cancelled and then all of that fandom just ignited and just grew on its own energy which is just is pretty incredible Um, and that's where the movies came from the movies were only made because so many people like this huge fandom was created it's amazing god this became an academic uh, (laughs) discussion in the middle of uh,
0: steam
1: power scoundrels
0: (laughs) everyone said
2: you're the one who asked the thought-provoking question. I, I, find this <laughs> sh- I
1: find this shit interesting, and then you get into like the history of fandom with me, Monica, about Star Trek, and I nerd out on that stuff big time too. <laughs> I mean, it's it blows my mind. I mean, the same thing happened with Ser- uh, with um, Serenity. You know, I, I, yeah. the whole reason that movie got made is because after it got canceled, it had a huge a huge fan following, and I guess I had never thought about it. That was the first like modern nerd conventions was all star trek wasn't it Mm -hmm. like i i I, like kind of have to look i I bet that they could very well predate the comic book conventions
2: i mean the oldest oldest conventions period are sci-fi conventions going all the way back to world con which i think goes back to the 30s
1: does it really if i
2: recall correctly this is just me pulling facts out of my head This is, I didn't double check it before I opened my mouth. So, but Worldcon is one of the oldest science fiction conventions. And so it was sci fi literature that sort of did that first. uh, And then Star Trek came after. But Worldcon was just like all sci fi as opposed to the, the focused Star Trek conventions, which really sort of paved the way for modern fandom, which I think we're getting (laughs) in, (laughs) we're getting a little in the weeds, but that is also like, Shipping and stuff like that has its roots in these things. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's completely tangential and related. <laughs> <It's> super interesting.
2: <laughs> so,
3: s- small bit of fact checking. Uh, WorldCon okay. 1939. It's the very first one.
2: Okay,
1: pretty. That difficult. is the
2: 1930s. Yes. I was nice. not... Well yes. done, Monica. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yay.
1: <laughs> and then she's gonna be like, "And Mulder and Scully were never on the X Files, so Craig was wrong." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Holy oh, shit. I'm trying to come up with something intelligent for me to say. It's it's taking a while. Dude, think about uh, it like an hour and a half
1: from now and then slice it in. Ready? Yeah. Monica and I will react. So hold on, Monica. <laughs> All right. I got something. Oh, God, I got you something. know what, Doug? <laughs> That's a great point. I don't think I ever would have connected those lines. The way your mind works, Doug, just blows me away. Yeah, so thank there. you, Doug. See, Thanks for that insight. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I honestly
0: it. think generally <laughs> the, mind, the way in. my mind works kind of confuses Craig.
3: <laughs> the way your mind works confuses so, many it, people,
1: including me
3: it, sometimes. And I've been married to you for 10 years. What so. I
1: think confuses you a little bit, Doug, is my Northeastern sense of humor, which means when I start picking on you a little bit, that means I really like you. Oh, I got that. That's me pulling your pigtails.
0: Oh, no. Uh, why do you think I give you so much shit back? Right. All right, good. Good. Uh my thought my super duper interesting thought and this is not like trying to post any sort of like nuanced theory it's just more of a case of what makes this interesting I think and that you know shipping has been around forever it's been a subset of head cannons. Fan fiction, that other stuff, but it's more interesting, I think, than that general category. In that, a lot of times, your headcan and your fan fiction can either very easily be proven incorrect, mm-hmm. or already has, and you just don't want it that way. But the thing about relationships is they're really fucking volatile, <laughs> and so the thing about shipping is there's always that tiny, tiny mm-hmm. chance it yeah. will eventually become canon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that excites people. It's interesting.
2: it is
1: interesting, so is it also tied to like queer queerness right because that seems to be very common among it do is there is there a tie there at all?
3: yeah, uh, yeah there, there <laughs> definitely is just
2: because like
1: and the empowerment that that the, offers, and I don't know um
2: i I have an answer but I also don't want to talk over Victoria.
1: <laughs> well, I was just going
3: to say like the vast majority of network TV shows will not go there.
0: Right. Um, not even network TV shows. I mean, we've been a big fans of anime for the longest yeah, time it, and it, that doesn't go there. And an
3: anime, really. anime won't go there. A lot of comic books <laughs> won't go there. There <laughs> are just a lot of media where they won't canonize either queer people existing or queer relationships. Yep. Um, so if you want that representation, you kind of have to do it yourself unless you want to do like Theo. Oh, oh, well, queer coded.
4: Mm. or <laughs> <Disney> um,
3: <movies>. <laughs> 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 Which is an entirely different subject.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I could oh. do an entire separate episode on Malifaux's queer oh. subtext. Oh, boy, <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you write yeah. that down. That's a good episode. Yeah.
3: um but like just queer coding has been problematic for a long time and then the queer baiting also with a lot of shows like supernatural and um i think riverdale had a really hard time with that also
2: yeah you're exactly right which is basically literally what i was going to say was that (laughs) there's a lot of queer folks write fanfic to see themselves represented in media that doesn't do that or sometimes to when it does even to create relationships between queer characters who they like better or <laughs> because of, there's I've I've certainly been fans of media where there were queer characters in it or queer romance options or whatever and people were like okay but not that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never satisfied <laughs>
3: Thinking-
2: Never. I'm thinking specifically, actually, what I was saying right then of uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, which is a fantastic game, um, which does, in fact, have same sex, romanceable options for your player character, uh, but there is a whole number of people who aren't mm-hmm. for reasons, um, or that, like, two characters who sort of have a romantic subtext in their conversations with each other that don't have a romantic ending uh, and then people are just like, but why didn't they get what? to kiss? Why doesn't this character who looks like a bisexual disaster get to date the male <laughs> protagonist? Like, uh, And and <clears throat> Fire Emblem is not the only case- game where that is the case uh, but even in other properties where that represent- representation is present, you still may also want to be like no, but I want to kiss somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> i don't like that one yeah not that one let me marry the villain damn it right (laughs) (laughs) and
3: and i also do think a lot of like queer ships happen because unfortunately in a lot of tv shows like the female romantic interest meant for the male lead is developed really poorly
0: Mm. oh she's developed (sighs) just um in certain books (laughs) Ah.
3: um the the female romantic interest for the male lead character is developed really poorly so people just
4: interesting she's
3: not interesting and it would be way more interesting if the two male leads who have this chemistry and these interactions and just like character development were instead to get together as opposed to the lamp (laughs)
0: let me let me retry that joke physical development is no replacement for character development yes there now i sound smarter
2: (laughs) Uh, i think there's if we want to really get into sort of the deep i mean why not (laughs) thoughts on this there's a fair amount of queer shipping i think like In the Venn diagram of people who write these people who write fan fiction, people who draw fan art, people who obsess over this fan culture um, and wanting to see queer ships. And then there's a certain element also of young or not necessarily limited to young people, but frequently young people who are experimenting with their gender. Yep. Uh, Yep. And so they impose themselves onto this male character in a male ship because that's something they feel. Or vice versa. It's a safe place to try that out. Try to, yeah. yeah, and that's not even getting into like kink,
0: right. another weird <laughs> thing.
2: <Yeah, that's>, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get there,
0: but yeah, okay. yeah. let's not ignore <laughs> that. That, is, that, that is, is, I mean, part
2: like, of it. But... Yeah, uh, and I I think it's worthwhile to talk about those things <laughs> academically, <laughs> 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 but, at, like. like i mean not with derision and not with judgment but with a a questioning and examining eye and not being like all those kids who are into weird shit you know (laughs) they just want to make
3: all the people gay (laughs) (laughs) turn the frogs gay
1: (laughs) in 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 a weird weird sort of way um You know, you 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 talked about it, you know, relative to like the conventions and stuff like that, but it's also part of the beauty of the internet is that, you know, we can find each other, right? We can we can have these conversations with other people and now you can do it in real freaking time for crying out loud. Um, but that ties back to really what my original question was is which is why is it so popular? And I think I think the points that all of you made about the empowerment piece, the representation. Not just you know the lack of representation, but the ability to say i want I want to see that, I want to see myself there uh, straight or queer it doesn't matter right you, you you're still you're still finding yourself there and 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 exploring that there, so that 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 was my one contribution to the podcast, so I'll be quiet now <laughs> asking a question
0: <laughs> super interesting
1: conversation though, I appreciate it yeah. You. yeah indulging me. Yeah, no.
2: I like talking about that sort of thing. So, I guess the next step is applying it to the thing we're all here for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> Part four of the ship episode. Let's
3: go! <laughs> um, I figured I'm, it would be fun to kind of revisit, or at least Monica and I revisit our OTPs and crack ships from last time. Sure. And uh, have I'm going to
2: close my door real quick.
1: Sure, go for it. Well, while, while have, she's while she steps out, can we define... because these are terms sure, that yeah. maybe. matter. What is an OTP and what's absolutely a crash
3: I will absolutely do that. Um, but for Monica and I, we're going to like take a look at have they changed it all? Any new additions? How has Explorers changed those? And for Craig, I want to hear yours. So your OTP is going to be like your one oh, true oh, pair. True this pair. is who you ship. This is the holy grail. I, I only ship. get one
0: ship. <laughs> What it would have have it be? Many ships, yeah, but that's the that that idea, get one right? One flagship, in uh, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got go. it. Got and it. then
3: uh, a, a crack ship. Have you heard kind of a drug of what called it's crack? So- <laughs> kind of what it sounds like. Um, this ship would only happen if the writers were on
2: crack, basically. It's, it's the no. wackiest co- pairing you got could possibly it. think yes. of. Not, but, not the use but of but crack is not sort of, meant to be, but, <laughs> but also sort of works. Yeah. Okay. Like you, you want to be it's like, like these two people would hate each other, but they would the fuck would be good. Like you, wanna
1: yeah. got, it. Got, it, got it, got it, got it. Someone <laughs> would still call somebody else two days
0: later.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It might, <laughs> might happen more than once.
0: Uh- <laughs> <you up>. um, <laughs> so what we're saying is that after we're done with this episode, we need to mail some white powder. And unmarked envelopes <laughs> to headquarters.
3: Yes, because that's going to be um, not terrifying for them at all. <clears throat> it's just terrible. drugs. It's just idea. drugs. Calm down. It's, it's not anthrax. It's just drugs. So I honestly don't even remember what all my OTPs and crack ships were from last time. I know. I think Molly and Kira was absolutely one of them. I. I know we talked about Cracked ships. I don't remember what mine was.
0: <laughs> Let's take um, a two-hour break and go listen to
3: it. We them. are not going to go back and listen to the first ship episode. Um, we don't have that kind of time. Okay, then what's um,
0: your what's your OTP now?
3: Uh, my OTP now, honestly, I, I think my OTP now is probably going to be closer to, I don't know, maybe Molly and Osara. Um, She's still around, right? Rotten?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah
3: and uh, my my brand new crack ship um <laughs> is Kirai and Jackdaw if anybody <laughs> <laughs> knew, wow. if anybody listened to the titles episode because it's actually a thing that I'm really enjoying you know being as he kind of ate her dead boyfriend's soul.
0: You're my new boyfriend now. That's how it works.
3: That's how it works. You eat my boyfriend's soul. You're my boyfriend now.
1: (laughs) By example, I now understand
0: cracked chips. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was worse, I think. I no. Oh that, no, that was that was Ironside's and Oh yeah,
3: that oh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't
3: know if that was worse. I think that was just a different kind of bad worse. That, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> different kind
2: of, different kind of, kind of, of bad.
0: That is an unhealthy relationship.
2: But yeah. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also kind of works a little. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I certainly haven't my group dried up, COVID killed playing. I was super busy with a bunch of RPG products. I took a break from Malifaux for a little bit and then just very recently started getting back into the lore. I started rereading all the third edition books, but I just want to know what is gayer being a lesbian or whatever the fuck Sonya and Lady J are doing? <laughs> 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 like if, if we ever do do the queer subtext in Malifaux, they're my number one example. Yeah, there's uh, a lot going are- on there. <laughs> deeply in love with each other. What are you talking like, about? they just gals being I, yeah, pals. Just, just, just gals being pals who definitely kiss <laughs> and do more of that on the it's weekends. Not, it's not gay to kiss the homies good <laughs> uh, I need to yeah. get off the fucking internet. we 70% yeah. mans at Yeah, point. Yeah, like that's certainly up there. Of my OTPs and of course my OT three question mark is Victoria Ta- Victoria Victoria and Taylor
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> obviously yes, that's uh, that's has, where the fuck you came from Craig yes it By is the way.
2: Way. The fuck from, where the fuck you <laughs> came from <laughs> which like I have been grumpy forever that Victoria and Taylor have no canon interactions wow uh, none. Oh, She's been her henchman in her box, except for the current edition. Like, they clearly have an established working relationship in setting. Uh, They mention each other, but they don't have any interactions at all
1: with each other. (laughs) I've had three Uh, weird writers on the show, and I'm very disappointed (laughs) in all of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start writing letters. At least you're getting Taylor Cannon. I haven't heard anything about the captain since he showed up.
2: (laughs) He's a
3: mysterious
2: man. Yeah, he's a mysterious man. I feel like he has a cameo in one of the three stories.
1: Yeah, he's How in he, a story somewhere. I remember he st-
2: appears very yeah. briefly to be mysterious and then to leave. Uh, All right. <laughs> I mean, Taylor has one of the best Malifaux stories yes. period yes. in my yeah. opinion. Oh, for, for sure. sure. And it's in and my it's, professional opinion.
0: <laughs> it's going back <laughs> to, into, into the forefront because of uh, certain revelations we've got from the explorers book.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was not expecting that story to be more or less a direct sequel. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, I just read that earlier today, and I was like... (laughs) 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 So, yeah, that... The first one is a ship based on subtext in the text, or subtext in the printed material, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, that is a ship where, like, there are indicators that this is a thing, even though they're not coming out and saying it. Right. The other is, these are two action figures I would like to kiss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you listening, you're not watching the video <laughs> every time, literally every time Monica has said, and the two action figures kiss, you have to imagine she's doing I- this frantic Throwing your hands together,
4: <laughs> yes, I make a that's little, how you do it. So I make like, a little smooching
1: gesture, just like we used to do with our Star Wars toys when we were fighting. <laughs> but I love it. This is, by the way, the first time I've met Monica, and I'm already a little bit in love. And what I love about it is that every time, whether we've been talking on recording or not, every time that phrase "I want to make two action figures kiss," she's done that exact gesture
0: every time, and it's amazing. It's perfect. <laughs> it's a universal gesture. It is a it universal gesture. <laughs> oh, it's the first like, time I've been exposed to a duck. You, you can hear the <laughs> clack clack of plastic on plastic every time she does the motion. <laughs> I just, it's never it's like she's never just said it. and I love it.
2: Yeah, uh, my example crack ship has to be Sonya and Rasputina, which like yeah. would, that is the, the, the hate fuck would be tremendous, right? Like yeah, yeah, like uh, that okay, is not.
3: <laughs>
2: can I can I question why Rasputina and not Karis? Uh. The ice and fire thing is hot. Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, steamy steamy,
2: steamy even? Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. it's the canon way we got Tide Color.
2: Yeah, also like I I don't think they're the front of their cards used to be fairly similar in second edition. They both had counter spell. They both had shitty mm-hmm. walks. They both were not very good at defending themselves. And so they kind of <laughs> had at least stat wise. Uh, and they were both like, I'm going to stay back here and fire at you from 14 inches away. Don't come near me. you uh, <laughs> <laughs> come fuck me yourself. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and both as characters definitely have a fuck you, <laughs> fuck me yourself. You coward kind of energy. <laughs> yeah, uh, And like both as, Their personalities and like the sort of the way their stats inform their behavior because I'm I'm pretty big on like stats inform characterization especially in something like Malifaux. Uh, They just seemed like the sort of people who would in a in a piece of ship fiction have a like this circumstance forces them to work together and then they like kind of hate each other but they also (laughs) really want to (laughs) fuck. There was only one bed. (laughs) There was only one bed, (laughs) and they're both like. Kind of headstrong, terrible people who I like an awful lot. Uh, <laughs> of course you do. Of course I do. It's on brand for me. Uh, one's a war and criminal, I would like to see criminal. them kiss. Like that's, <laughs> but it, but not in a long-term way. In a, yeah. in a very much like
1: this is this is well, not stand sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, love. Put, Monica, have you put any thought into this? <laughs> None. <laughs>
0: Right the top <laughs> oh, of her, that's great. I I, th- I I follow this more now that. And then Sonya's- on Tuesdays, she's going to order Thai. <laughs> <laughs> I subscribe to this more now that Sonya has disgorged the fiery elder god from her body yeah. and has a face again. I feel like she'd be willing to like reach out and possibly uh, form some relationship she could afford. We literally see the softer can- side.
3: Yeah. I like it. Her, her face is slightly squishier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how about you, Doug? Air science sites. Uh <laughs> huh. Like which Karras is Siren spicier Sikes. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they are two sides of the same coin. They both operate the arcanist from different aspects of it um one of them is actually despite my joking about how how angry she is tony is actually incredibly calm and collected Mm -hmm. whereas karis is literally a hothead and that they would actually work well together in a relationship sense because they'd be able to curb the uh nastier aspects of each other's personality
1: who's the aggressor who initiates
0: I just sort of feel like it's they end up kissing at the end of the last story. They were both thinking. <laughs> Monica had exhausted. it all fucking worked out. I'm turning to you, and you're I'm like, "I'm professional,
1: okay?" <laughs> she, she is set I mean, just like even try. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, who who initiates between those two? Oh, okay, yeah. um, Monica, tell me, please.
2: Between Sonya and Rasputina? Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. Oh, between oh, between Kyros, and Cyrus yeah. and Iris. <laughs>
2: I think it's Kairo's
1: I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I agree. But I she's think... getting she's getting clear signals from Tony.
3: Yeah. Right. That's uh, not out not completely
1: she's not completely out yeah. of nowhere. Tony just
2: to bring yeah. it on and it's a go.
1: Right. right. Tony <laughs> uh, Tony might not have the courage
2: yeah, Kyrus right. is definitely the aggressor who's just yeah. like, "Yes, we are going to do this right now." And Tony eventually is like, "Yeah, okay." And then they okay, kiss fine. passionately. Uh, Tony tops though. I
1: can see that. <laughs> I, <can> see that. <laughs> like,
3: I like that I like everybody- the power bottom. Well. <laughs> who- who I like brings, that everybody. Who brings but- the
1: toys, Monica? Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: my god. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Kairos is what? certainly the uh, the like more mechanically minded arcanist and so certainly has the drawer full of high tech fancy sex toys. Perfect. I
0: feel like this All is right. going on in Ironside's office, though, and she's spent enough late nights there that she has an emergency drawer. Fight mm-hmm.
2: me, yeah. Iron, sure. Yeah? I, I do also feel like Ironside's is very much a make do with what you have type gal.
0: <laughs> i can also see Kiris looking at the drawer and it's be like, just That's a it. paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, none of these are steam powered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, just okay, But Tony, just, just judgment over like don't bring up that song.
3: You hate that song. I do hate that song, but you've done it to me multiple times. So now you have to deal with the fact that it is in my head forever. You're welcome.
0: I am not repeating that song. <laughs> no, it, it's a it's a, it's rugby a terrible song. song, and it is terrible.
3: Okay. So, what's your crack ship then?
0: Oh. um now going with Ironside's Nakima because uh, I already said that this is this is this is going to take a lot of logical dr- jumps here, folks.
2: That's okay. Oh
0: yeah, um.
2: <laughs> that is the point of a crack ship. So, so I'm just okay. Craig is Craig is going to make me explain I'm it. Go, so go I'm ahead. Gonna,
0: I'm going to state it outright, and then <laughs> i will try to work Monica. to it from from the very beginning. I'm crack shipping Gretchen and Hamlin. Gretchen. Shit, I'm no good at Malifaux. Who's Gretchen? She runs the Explorer Society. Oh, that's why. Okay. This is Okay, a-
3: okay, step it back for me. Explain.
0: Okay, so <laughs> this also has to um, buy into my head canon that Gretchen is actually nameless, the last tyrant. Okay. And at some point in the story, they both realize that they are not going to get what they want alone. And for the first time in Malifo, we get two tyrants working together, eventually getting to a point where they have a fiddle relationship because they're both very old and probably very bored <laughs> with uh, what we would call vanilla uh, lovemaking. <laughs> and Hamlet can turn into a bunch of things. At what point is any tyrant lovemaking vanilla lovemaking? <laughs>
2: Okay. She was a nameless entity from outside of time and space, and he was a pile of plague-ridden
1: rats. I think there's a lot of a lot of places and a lot of times and a lot of realities that when a tyrant finishes, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Across time and space. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is that what COVID nineteen was? Oh just- no! Oh no! No! It's just you know plague. Oh,
0: uh, okay. I've I've ruined I've ruined everything. I'm so happy right now.
3: <laughs> All right. Um last but not least, uh, Craig,
0: the amateur Craig,
1: OTP so, as well. OTP
3: so and Craig. Yeah. So
1: I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, even though it's gonna be a cop out. Okay. But, but like, you want to know my OTP? Sure. So really? I I got into Malifaux because of the miniatures stayed with Malafoe because of the rule, and then fell in love with Malafoe because of the fiction, right? Because of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the progression of how things how things happen. And I will never forget Assault on the Grey Lord, which, is- it, ah. yeah, which was out of crossroads, mm-hmm. which really I'm not story. saying is the best written story of all a, of them, mm-hmm. but it's good though. It's one of the it's few good. ones I've read several times, and I just love it. I just absolutely love it. I love, I love. What we learned about both Karai and Molly and in my head, I have never taken them as far as shipping is concerned, but in my head, they are the true besties. Of, of all of it, right? So me, me then going, all right, I've got, what's my OTP? Then it, that's it for, me. that's absolutely it for me, which I know has already been brought up. So it makes it super cheesy, but that's it. And it's because it's, it's because I love that story and, and it's, and it's not just their relationship. There's the, the, uh, I liked how the clock moved forward. Like we saw like the world move forward, the progression of things, like things happened in that story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Not nearly as fucking exciting as yours. I'm such an amateur. <laughs>
0: Were well, they at least roommates, Craig? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I thought about it. it like this.
1: Roommates. all right. So if it how it would happen, let me see if I can figure this the fuck out. I'm a GM, right? You're I should be able to do this. Jesus over. Christ. Um how would it happen? So I think we would have a slight reversal of roles. So I think in a lot of ways it's it's been karai has been the the force and Molly has been there, right? So like I, I've always envisioned as Karai as the protective one, and and Molly's by no means the weaker of the two, but karai is the force. So I'm not making any sense. But mm-hmm. and so somehow Karai is vulnerable and in a bad spot, and they haven't talked in years and just out of effing and nowhere. It's fucking Molly. <laughs> and just pulls Karai out of that shit, and that's the moment, right? When finally the adrenaline leaves Karai because it won't leave, it won't leave. Molly just have having, um, and just things finally calm down. They realize that they're alone, and it's just like shit. We've always known this.
0: That's how I got it. There, there you go. I don't know. Good. You don't even you don't even like how this is going to happen. I think it perfectly segues from Karai's last story where her attempts at. Uh, resurrecting Francis, go awry. Mm. And it could definitely be a case of where she finally gives up and realizes. I like that. Sorry, that kind of ruins your crack shit. But.
1: Or, or people's be, ships don't ruin my it ships. Could be, it could be slightly a little bit unhealthy in that respect, too, where in my mind, this is a like a true connection, a true relationship starter. Whereas maybe we could have it with Karai using Molly as a an emotional replacement placeholder because she can't have him right i mean you could make it you could you could twist that shit up too and then we could have the follow-up where molly's you know dead heart is broken once more and all all kinds of don't you dare fucking hurt molly weird there's all kinds of molly's my girl you know that
2: craig is over here writing a like six par (laughs) novel novel so
1: so then Forty years later. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and, and crack ship, I don't, I, I, God, I really don't. And I warned you guys at the beginning that I just may not have something like, I, I, like a fat, like, I feel like I need the, so the crack ship thing, I thought I knew that I, then you explained it a little bit more. And then I got some examples and that, like explained it a little bit more. So maybe by the end of the episode, I'll, I will be emotionally and intellectually ready prepared. To, okay. for, to present my crack ship. I'm not there right now.
0: I feel Fair like enough. he had a good idea, and then I presented mine. <laughs> but your, no, your,
1: your crack ship was not anywhere close to my head. Okay. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It really should It really shouldn't. That one, I that one, I would have not. Doesn't no make one, it bad. No one was going to guess yeah.
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's good. No, not really. She should have a podcast. <laughs> good idea.
2: I mean, I I know he's dead now, but I'm I'm sure that Leviticus and Nicodem hooked up a couple times.
1: Who? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Probably. It's so, yeah. so like my like my gut one is like uh. Here's the problem. Okay. So I think Lady J Nico. Right. Okay but i find that incredibly creepy from a g- age gap yeah. perspective like and there's right. got to be what 30 years between them at least I, so
2: my personal headcanon is that lady j is actually like in her 60s um, oh, and okay. is aging super slowly because of the weird death magic i love that yeah uh, and that, 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 that like, like great my, too. My, my personal headcanon is that lady j is actually like pretty old like not not like immortal old but oh. like she's actually like 60 or 70 uh, and nobody knows because she's aging so slowly because of the uh, her weird death yeah. nonsense. With special death magic, yeah. Yeah, special death magic. So take that as you will. Not to just throw out a weird headcanon I have to validate your ship, but it is a weird headcanon I have.
0: <laughs> I want to take that and I'm going to run with it for like 50 more yards. Sure. Oh, she yeah. is roughly 130 years old. Okay, And she is the sole survivor of the first breach closing.
2: Oof. Ooh. That literally gave me chills. <laughs> like that, like sent a chill down my spine. I was so you
1: like, say oh. she's the she's the sole survivor, meaning she 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 stayed in Malifaux.
0: She was in Malifaux during the first breach opening, and after the Neverborn closed the breach, she just faded off into the quarantine zone and just lived as some sort of like vigilante for. A hundred years until the breach opened again. Because didn't she?
2: Doesn't she just? Isn't the, the the sort of canon explanation for where she came from is that she literally just showed up? Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> she just she just appeared out of nowhere and was like, "I work for you now. I have weird death magic," and they were like, "Cool, <laughs> I can teach people how to light their skulls on fire," and they were like. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. It looks wrong.
1: Monica had the first down. You had second down and you took the ball 50 yards. I'm going I'm going to try to create the touchdown here. Okay. Do it. During the time that she was stuck in Malifo, why just have her by herself in the quarantine? We got a shipper during that time. <laughs> so, who is it? Lilith. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so maybe that's my maybe that's my cracked ship. Is Lady
0: J. Lilith. Holy shit! And we <laughs> thought she was losing her marbles because the fucking judge died, but no, that's because Lilith got thrown in the death hole.
2: Yeah, that's well, I mean, that, that...
0: double whammy right. for her though. Like
2: she could have like, survived I, one. Yeah, I mean, like I, clearly by the time we see her in Mountain Foe as we know it, second breach. You know, first edition, 1901 onwards, uh, that relationship clearly has cooled down a little bit. Maybe they broke up some time ago, or or just like called it off as friends. Um, as I don't think there are ever any stories in which they oppose each other. Not that I can remember off the top of my head. I, think I don't think correct. so either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's right.
0: not Justice's job,
2: right? It's not right. Uh, and she, maybe she, she, does she does very, s- very, she very specifically didn't take that job to not conflict that's with right.
1: I remember that. <laughs>
2: And in, the the Nephilim are also super opposed to the undead, and so maybe this was in service of her lover this whole time. Uh, and then, you know, immortal beings are also prone to, like, forming other relationships, so she has this other relationship with the judge, and then he gets taken from her too. And now she's in this downward spiral, which then also makes her relationship with Sonya extremely interesting, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Amazing.
0: <laughs> Witch hunter. <laughs> I mean, if you asked me if any, if I should name any master in Malpha that was Polly, <laughs> yeah, probably Justice would fit, would fit there pretty well.
1: So does Lilith give her the death magic?
0: Well, there's
2: a thing in the spoilers. Is we allowed to spoil shit? I Spoilers for the current third edition stuff. In the Guild book, the last yeah, I, story with her implies that her powers came from a pact with
1: something. Oh, interesting. I've not read that yes. one yet. Ooh, because oh, yeah.
2: it's tormenting her. At so the who's end fucking of- with
1: our cannon, Monica? going to find out who wrote that story. That's right. <laughs> coming for you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and you said you didn't have a crack ship. Come on. <laughs>
1: That's a pretty good one. But I need to see. I, need, I told you though. I needed some yeah. momentum. Need yeah. some momentum. You we need to care. craft.
2: We need. Craig needed us to, to craft a story I'm for a him. a
1: goddamn artist. Okay. I just don't come <laughs> up with shit. It's a fucking process.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was Aces. Let's do it again. <laughs>
1: we're a team
2: I don't know I like a bunch of characters paired up with different people because obviously I'm a big fan of Victoria Victoria and Taylor Uh, just a relationship that I feel like should just just exist period
1: Monica why do I struggle with Victoria I'm fine with the Taylor piece it's the Victoria Victoria part that I fucking struggle with I'm not gonna lie to you I'm a pretty open dude
2: (laughs) All right, so <laughs> most of the time when I think about this, it's actually just Taylor and the human, Okay, but I don't necessarily think that you can separate them. Right. right? Like, I I, 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 for as much as I think those two maybe want to have a relationship with just each other, I don't think, I think they're a package deal. And so every so often, it's just like, well, this is a threesome now.
1: <laughs> so like, <laughs> that, the doppelganger
2: has to come, otherwise it gets really weird. I mean,
1: like, <laughs> the two Vicks shipping, like, makes the whole Loki storyline seem normal. <laughs>
2: no, like, not not the two of them with each other, but the two of them with Taylor. Got it. Okay. Taylor's in a relationship with with
1: Victoria the Human,
2: okay. and because she's in a relationship with Victoria the Human, she must also be in a relationship with Victoria got it, the Doppelganger. Got it, got it, got it. I, okay. they, their relationship is pretty textually and specifically sisterly, and I have no desire to overwrite that. Got it.
4: Okay, <laughs> all right. But I think I'm if you now. if anybody
2: right. is in relationship with Victoria as the, the former former master now that now they are two masters but there's still one one's a human one's a doppelganger so the, 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 anybody who's in a relationship with Victoria the human is also then by extension in a relationship with Victoria saying. the All doppelganger cuz you just no matter how much they try to be a separate entity that's not how that works All right
1: I got <laughs> it okay now now I'm with you so essentially what we're saying is if the Vix called up Taylor and says, "Hey, yeah. do you want to Netflix and chill?" Yeah. And Taylor's like, "Yeah, oh, yeah that's I great. Do. I'm going to make a casserole." <laughs> and then Taylor gets Drawn away because of that fucking hammer, right? And so it calls, right. says, Hey, guys, can't make it. Yeah. The Vicks only just do the Netflix part at that point. Right. That's correct. I'm with you. call up Got somebody else. There's no chill. Got it.
2: Right. They call Colette.
1: <laughs> She's
2: another Jesus. ship I really like. <laughs> Don't ask me what my reasoning behind that is. I just kind of want him to kiss.
0: <laughs> and she, would pressed, be cool. she presto yeah. changos.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just like.
0: Almost feel like Mimic. Colette,
2: mimic. bisexual icon.
0: Mimic Vic just knows a guy.
2: There's yeah, Probably it's more like... than
0: one open mimic out there. That's pretty...
2: <laughs> Misaki.
0: Ooh, yes. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I can definitely that. see
2: that. Actually, like that's <coughs> that's more of a, a thing with legs.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question for for the panel.
2: It seemed like an idea has legs, but I know you thought of the fuckier right then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which does have legs now. By Which does have legs. So <laughs> if if we were all to bet a dollar, okay, today. Yeah. Okay. And it's wide open. Any malevolent okay. character that has a card. Okay, so right. I'm going to be specific. It can't be somebody who's just been in a story. It's somebody who has a card and a model. Rude. I, I say, "Hey guys, I just got back from the future. You're not going to fucking believe this." Okay. But Blank is gay. I just read the story. So okay. who who do you think has the best chance of actually being confirmed openly? Of confirmed canon in a faction book or in uh Penny Dreadful or whatever.
2: Tara Who's, or who, Nelly? One more time? Tara
1: or Nelly? Okay. All right. Who are you betting on, Vic?
2: I, I
3: agree. All right, boys,
1: by the way, Monica.
0: Thank you. Which
2: I, one? I, I have to go Tara. Yeah? Yeah.
0: No boys? I'm thinking. Give me a sec.
2: oh I mean, I have a boy answer, too, but I i want Doug to. <laughs>
0: Wait, Ramos <laughs> has Dan. a card. Ramos does Ramos have a card. Ramos does have a card. Yeah. I'm going Ramos. Okay. okay. He comes yeah, back. I take yours. You don't was agree with no, that? No,
2: you didn't. Hoffman was my other answer. Ooh, that's,
0: answer. Ah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Hoffman um, is a good uh, one.
2: Hoffman has a, has a very subtextual line that implies he likes men. Yeah. 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 I like I
1: like the Hoffman <laughs> pick. I like the Hoffman pick. Um for, um
2: for a guy I think maybe Parker, actually. I, I cannot think of Parker as anything other than tremendously bi.
1: <laughs> Extremely <laughs> <aggressively> bi. He <laughs> yeah,
2: I, 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 exudes bisexual energy. Yeah, I can right. see that. Yeah, 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 like... the, the outcasts just, I, I don't, not a straight person among them, except maybe Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Could Seamus be the equivalent of like a US Republican senator? Could he be overcompensating?
2: <laughs> I, I would buy that. Yeah. Yeah, a little gross, but I would buy it. Yeah.
0: I I, uh... I don't
2: I don't really see that with Sheamus. Um, like, it's not the rep I want, but I could see
4: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: If there was anybody who was very much a like repressed Republican senator who like is putting on the front of being straight, but just desperately wants to get his dick sucked, it was definitely Nicodem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs>
2: he 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 has just a tremendous repressed old gay man vibe to me.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're my
0: wrong <laughs> I've never thought about that
3: I have changed my mind about Parker No, McMorning
0: <laughs> Damn it No, I was actually going to Because I thought that and I was like, well, okay, what's your like Dark horse bet? The one where like You don't immediately <laughs> think it, but the more you think about it I like, oh yeah, I can actually see that So I don't see McMorning, so you gotta help me out here I don't I, have a good explanation I'm trying Just to feels- remember
2: there, There's some early interactions Between him and Seamus which if you squinted at it particularly, you could be like, he's kind of into him, isn't he?
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He definitely has a sort of like
2: drawing it from.
0: Stupid, sexy Seamus. It's kind of (laughs) a case of like, the only person that sort of understands Seamus is McMorning. The only person that sort of understands McMorning is Seamus. I can buy that. I can buy that. Nicodem hates them both because he wants them. (laughs) Please just do this somewhere
1: else. Not in my (laughs) (laughs) house.
3: Go find a hotel somewhere.
1: All right, so we'll, we'll we'll hopefully find out in five years who who is right. Uh, yeah, okay. I hope if, it doesn't
0: take five years, weird writers, to find out who's right. Uh, go, going quickly back, if we have both a female and a male dollar to bet, I'm going.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: So she, so so even for even crazy white sis Craig,
0: <laughs> I, I even
1: I see the subtext with Sonya. Like even yeah. I could read read that. Yeah, so I'm with you. Yay,
0: I'm contributing. <laughs>
2: uh, it's the the Sonya thing is not
1: subtle
0: no i mean for me to read it monica can't be
1: (laughs) he asked for a sure bet monica (laughs) yeah no i think i think that's not a bad bet he
3: he very much did yeah so we got a whole new faction of explorers
2: so who's fucking oh god um i would like jenzo to join the undead lesbians club like, are, I don't necessarily really want her to be in a relationship with any of them. The end at Lesbians Club is um, Emmeline Belrose from Through the Breach, mm-hmm. uh, Tara, uh, sometimes Molly, and now maybe Jedza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, and there, there, there's. What Evelyn bell Rose is ca- canon gay? Yes, oh, I did not uh, know that. Yes, she mm-hmm. is. So that that she is. She uh, so governor's gift. Female,
0: technically through so. the yep. breach, canon gay.
2: Yeah, I did not Do,
0: know that. Oh, well, I, mean, I feel gay, better. Has, I'm not gonna be so
1: judgy on weird then. Okay, good. she
2: has still be judgy. That's just let me one. Go find it. I'm
1: gonna go find that passage. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, literally no, no, no. It's one like, more than I thought there was. not Yeah,
2: fair enough. Uh, not uh, enough. I'm with you. Yeah, not enough. <laughs> um just, 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 just tell us Tara is gay. Also, if you caught that subtext, it's also not subtle. Okay. Like <laughs> that is, it's so obvious. I'm just like, please, just say it. Please, just, 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 say, just it. say it. Just say just it. Just say it. just use the words. Just say she's married to Karina, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, married. Yes, Karina. Karina just brought this woman she spent eternity with back to life because they're such good friends.
1: She makes really just, good tea.
2: She Girls being pals. <laughs> <most. my> <laughs> <That's really funny. laughs> but anyway, yes, there's bo- both confirmed in A Piece of Fiction and in her sets. So that's cool. Damn! Um,
1: I'm, I'm a little disappointed a, myself. I didn't know that.
2: There's a one-off line in and she does appear in A Piece of Malifaux Fiction, which I think is in Ripples of Fate but I don't remember. Um, It's been a minute since I've gone through the whole, the whole catalog, but there's a one-off line that implies she and Tara know each other and talk. And then I was like, undead lesbians club.
3: (laughs) Make it a thing. It is a box now. (laughs) Undead
2: lesbians club. Three pack. It's just Molly. That'll
1: sell the other side. Make that happen. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) So like, while I, 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 I read everything. Lord Cooper certainly wants to be dommed by someone. I don't, a woman, probably. <laughs> he, seems, he's, yes. he seems very straight, and some people got to be, I guess. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there
2: is an upside, Monica. I promise you. <laughs> but no, you're you're right. You are absolutely right, and that you should great. say it. He, I should. Uh, I was. I was very surprised at how taken I was with Jedza as a character. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. and I just was absolutely delighted by that story. I looked at the card and I was like,
1: "Never playing this," but I just really liked her as a character. What, what was it? What was in the story? It was high level.
2: Oh, uh, did you read it yet? Or
1: I have not. Do you want me to?
2: Oh, okay. Um, she's not a bastard, which is great. Uh, and I like just she's just this cool, weird, ancient skeleton lady. Uh, who has this like bizarre secret? She's being pulled around by Gretchen, who's the weird, mysterious lady behind the Explorers Guild, who may or may not be either nameless themselves or serving nameless. She, Cornelius Bass, is in this the same episode, uh, same story, same episode. <laughs> <laughs> the same story she's cool to him and his kid and then they they like they go back into the weird cave that in welcome to malifaux where taylor loses her arm and it reconnects back to that story and i'm not gonna quite spoil how that is because it's worth reading and just like oh she's a neat mystery she's got all these cool powers and she's not a bastard and i just really kind of liked that
1: very cool
0: very cool what now what
2: I was talking about how much I like Jedza. Yes. yes. Um,
0: I just, so just
3: read that story today. A quick quick sidebar, sidebar from Emmeline Bellarose, her
0: uh, little... Slurb in your bestiary for Undercorn.
3: In her personal history. Of note is the statement of one Mrs. Remy Albert, formerly Remy LaBelle, whose parents paid Miss Belarose way into a life of high standing. According to Mrs. Albert, it was upon her own request as she could not stand to be separated from Miss Bellarose for any length of time. Given the high prowl of Mrs. Albert's husband, this report makes no assumptions as to the relationship between Mrs. Albert and Miss Bellarose during this period of time. Very nice. Yep. We know exactly what that means. Weird. <laughs> I
0: think there was another thing. Here. Yeah. Oh, the, she agent, the-, the agent who recruited Miss Bellrose evidently succumbed to her manipulations before they had reached Malfoy Station, ensuring that when Miss Bellrose met with Mister Blank, she was already aware of the offer we intend to present her. The agent has since been reprimanded, but surveillance has revealed that she and Miss Bellrose continue to socialize on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And if yep. you need like the it's most, canon. the most obvious thing, there's an ability in the game called Governor's Gift. Which gives you plus flips on social duels with age, gender, and she has governor's gift. Women. There we go. Yep. Yep. Hooray! Now just give us something in, an, in a mainline Malefactor or a weird place. Yeah, we, we got ourselves one lesbian,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and one lesbian.
0: <laughs> we need an army, or at least a club, uh, right? Let's
3: yeah. Go. Uh, <laughs> Going back to explorers though, um, who's talking out the Edith and Ywinketh. <laughs> the water boy. Oh, Harada. Uh, Harada. There, thank we go. Thank you. I was gonna say yeah. Ayama, and I'm like, I know that's wrong. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> uh, yeah, he and BB are absolutely having something going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Saving his baby all the time, yeah.
4: Oh god, I didn't think about that.
3: <laughs> He did it like twice in that one story. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the hell? Okay. All I didn't right. think
0: about that. I wasn't <laughs> sure where you were coming with that. I was like, oh, oh, oh,
2: cool. Yeah. Maybe nobody should should kiss Kazma- Cadmus. Not Cadmus. Nexus. Yeah, that might Cad- be. I
3: mean, the <laughs> thing, thing is, is, is that. You probably <laughs> don't want to be kissing them, no. No, I'm kissing it seems, them.
0: <laughs> They're <It seems laughs> probably like kissing each other all and they no, That's
2: true. <laughs> Constantly kissing. I ship Nexus with themselves.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Honestly, kind of jealous because if Nexus wants to ship someone, they can just...
2: Do
3: it.
0: Might them the fuck up and...
2: (laughs) (laughs) The spell eaters.
0: (laughs) What about um,
1: Anya and Maxine?
2: I mean, Maxine is married.
1: Yes. yes. Was, I mean that's what that moves means she can't be. Oh okay. I right. mean
2: like that doesn't necessarily make <laughs> no, her just...
1: ineligible. It could be an open
2: relationship. But like I also was very charmed by how sweet and loving and her Orville. relationship yeah. with Orville is. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh it was I was I was like Maxine, I just looked at her and I was like, that that's a bisexual woman right there. <laughs> I mean her husband's bisexual too, let's yeah, be real. They're, like they're 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 heterosexual but in a queer way. <laughs> 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 But that's just two bi people who are different By genders. Bi-spouse energy, just <laughs> right? That yeah,
3: very much so, that Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> just to make a very
1: inappropriate joke. They're certainly looking for a third, <laughs> and taking all applications.
2: Yeah, and sure. Yeah. Just that the harmful stereotype of, like, an older swinger couple looking for a young bisexual woman to join them and f- refresh their relationship. <laughs> anyways... anyways oh no, I don't Maxine know. and Orville are not no, unicorn hunters. They are not unicorn hunters. They are hunters. absolutely not. They're too no, sweet. They're, it's true. They're actually... It's pretty clear from the text of the story that they carry about each other very yes. much, and that seems very out of character, but I wanted
0: to make the terrible joke <laughs> anyway. <make> <laughs> I mean, it's on-brand it's on for us to be shit. Yes, it's okay. It is. It is very on-brand. Yeah. I would like to quickly sidebar and <laughs> thank Weird if they listen to this. They'd, they'd probably be listening. Uh, thank you for giving really us some cool. healthy relationships in Malifaux yeah, for yeah. once. Nice. got yeah. a happy married couple, and you've got a, like, a, a strong father-daughter relationship with Bass and Bernadette. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yes,
3: they're Good lovely. Call
0: out, Doug. I just want Bass to be happy. We need to find someone for Cornelius. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I if we we're gonna ship Anya with someone, we need a person who's good with her tremendous girl boss energy.
1: She definitely has that.
2: Yeah, just <laughs> uh, like gatekeep girl boss. boss.
3: The, the, yeah. the,
1: the, the tailored coat and suit. The uh, what what is that called? The uh, not cravat, but um, that's a cravat.
3: That's a cravat. Yeah,
1: is that a cravat that she has? Yeah. there the the scarf yeah. there. Yeah, she's yeah. got the boss energy. She dresses she
0: the part.
2: Joss, yes. I could see that, absolutely. I just blew Doug's mind.
0: <laughs> no, it's Doug a case of, happy. like, uh, I'm not even sure if Anya's 18 yet, and I feel like Joss is in his late 30s at early, at youngest. And Joss will it, always be the worst sculpt in Malifa. <laughs> I actually really like this sculpt, I'm sorry. That was a terrible sculpt.
2: It was, actually, I, 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 time. I, I know I, Anya is supposed to be a young woman, but I got a young adult, like early 20s vibe. yeah yeah well the
0: thing is is this is 100 years ago and you had to be an adult at a much earlier age true still not okay <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things happened a long time ago that they're still not okay no not okay. No, yeah. no i'm just saying i don't want to ship her with anyone
2: fair enough i sure. think she's too young to be sure yeah. sure yeah That's fair. we'll, it, we'll, Daddy we'll eliminate rusty alice from the list for similar reasons then
0: yeah, yeah. well Yes, but also feel like she's been in the story for a very long time, and it has been
2: 12 years
0: since the opening of the breach.
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of people who are, like, young, uh, but we don't really know how old they are. Like, both Alice and Perdita, if you look at some of their things, imply that they were, like... 12 or 13 when they arrived in Malifaux, like as like during the first breach, like they they were described in her in the flashback as like being a kid, but old enough to like get on a train and hold a gun and go places. So I would put it at like 12, yeah, uh, which makes her like 16 in the first book and early 20s right now. And uh, Alice is probably around the same age. I I just, just for. E- personal comfort. I like to imagine that any character who is not explicitly a child is at least eighteen.
0: <laughs> for legal reasons, There's we no will say in that. In
2: right? No. That- <laughs> you go right from eight, eight, to, eight 18. to eighteen. Carleton. Right. As soon as you're either you were either a child, child or like, right. the dreamer,
0: mm-hmm. the the child student of conflict. No, no, no. Um, student of conflict. Yeah, that's
2: what I said. No, stu- where student of conflict is maybe not even a real kid.
0: We're not sure. Well, I mean, we got a new sculpt, so we know it is a title yeah. that's been passed on. And I th- heard somewhere, it's probably just my headcanon or someone's headcanon, that uh, one of the new Ronin models is one of the, is the old student of conflict.
2: Mm. Oh, hmm. I, I don't know that I heard that, but I love that. That'd be nice. Yeah.
0: Preferably not one of the ones that got exploded into Killjoy.
3: <laughs> that's what happens when you graduate from student to conflict
0: you just explode <laughs>
2: you, you explode victoria gets two soul stones and then the new one appears
0: <laughs> you're a new child now
2: you're a new student and a new kid rolls up that also would imply that victoria is weirdly old too if one of them like if one of this if the student of conflict became a Ronin, i mean it's like,
3: they're kind of possessed
2: by a tyrant
3: so are they still though they still have the sword No, they don't. They they, they lose it at the end
0: of the... Yeah. Oh, might be. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Titania has it just sitting out in the middle of her court instead of throwing it in the the ocean or something. That's definitely not going to come back and bite her in the ass. Of
3: course not. Titania makes solid decisions all the time.
0: Mm.
2: Especially in regards to the tyrants and how to deal with them. Yeah. Uh, Gretchen definitely doesn't want it. (laughs) She doesn't have a spot reserved for it in her rude secret base. No. (laughs) She doesn't have a, a special sword sword holding spot for it. specific <laughs> yeah, there is like a, the oh, whole that's
1: a technical term Monica the sword, sword, holding, sword spot. holding
2: spot the <laughs> yeah, sword holding spot yeah there's a whole I thing in in, in the I one story st- that like goes to the trouble of describing her having this like sword shaped case which is empty and it's like oh i wonder what that could be <laughs> i wonder i wonder she's got all this other tyrant shit down there i wonder what's missing from her collection what could it possibly be <laughs> Is
3: there anyone else in Explorers we want to talk about?
0: just don't have enough stuff on yeah, them. We, really
2: we don't
3: really we have need a lot more. of
0: stuff yet. Yeah. We, we uh, also have one more established relationship technically, and that's Ivan Mayfang.
2: Oh yeah, Ivan and Mayfang.
0: Yeah. Unless they've, I missed some part. Unless they, they broke, broke
2: up. up. It's unclear. I was actually really shocked he wasn't dual faction Explorers Arcanists i see seen as that were you've many of you got to
0: reopen that wound. Uh, yeah,
2: well, <laughs> I just it, I just was surprised.
0: Uh, I also, yet another headcanon thing I heard from someone else is the thought that perhaps I haven't actually joined the explorers as a spy for Mei Fang from the Arcanist or the Tenpines.
2: Oh, maybe. Uh, I'm certainly willing to believe that they're still shacking up. I hope so. I mean, yeah. like the thing that's actually text. That's not. Oh. That's not that was in the thing. Um, yeah. and it's th- that sort of implied that they were more fuck buddies than anything else. <laughs> he was like taking care of her while she was really hurt. And then also hooking up. <laughs> I mean, <he> I <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's literally. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, like
0: um, Gretchen took a jab at Ivan during the intro story of the explorers book, which definitely implied that they're still in a relationship.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: I can go okay. find that one if you want. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Yourself oh, okay.
2: Yeah, no, uh, I I didn't get quite some some real powerful like these people need to kiss <laughs> vibes from the explorers probably cuz they're so new. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I just I just want Cornelius to find love again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh and like what direction his sexuality goes in, I don't e- have a strong feeling about like I could. He seems like the sort of character who I wouldn't exactly pin down as being specifically bi or whatever. But if like the right man came along, I think he might just be like, well, okay.
3: (laughs) Couple topics I really want to get through, so we're going to go ahead and hop a little bit. Sure. Um, I would really like to cover your favorite fan fiction tropes and which pairings best apply. Oh, okay. So I can go first. Go for if it. If that's okay. Yeah. So I've got three particular tropes that I really, really enjoy with fan fiction. Um, that is hurt comfort, coffee shop AU, mm-hmm. and a slow burn enemies to lovers.
1: <laughs> so I understand the last one. You got to explain the other two to me. I'm such an amateur.
3: Okay. So hurt comfort is basically, oh, something terrible happened to this person and they're lover or whoever you're going to ship with them takes care of them while they while they recover or Mm -hmm. even sometimes just like hey this person that were kind of frenemies they're now taking care of me and during this time we fall in love and that kind of thing got it um and the coffee shop au is an alternate universe fan fiction meaning it doesn't take place in the original universe where your character owns whatever character owns a coffee shop and meets their uh, significant other in the coffee shop while they're working there.
0: I'm assuming it doesn't have to be coffee. It doesn't
3: have to be coffee, but that's just kind of what it's called.
2: Yeah. It's it's usually taking characters from something that's like sci-fi or fantasy or whatever, and then mm-hmm. reimagining them as modern people with, it takes sort of the intenseness out of the rest of the setting and mm-hmm. sort of just mm-hmm. strips the characters down to their yeah. personalities yeah. in this like very pleasant, uh, peaceful type thing where like Tony Ironsides is an overworked barista and <laughs> yeah she's she's not getting beat up every day anymore right. she's just making coffee and, she's just yeah. working at the the Starbucks in Malif- downtown Malifaux City and every day this punk haired woman co- walks in and orders the same weirdly spicy drink until she finally gets <laughs> up the courage to ask her out yeah basically that's basically
3: what the coffee shop is yeah. it's very much like a softer reimagining for characters that get beat up a lot, kind of.
2: Yeah. Or just, just a or, fun yeah. character exercise to sort of imagine them
1: yes. outside their normal universe. Mm-hmm. So, so I, some oh go ahead, Beck. I,
3: I normally read them for characters that tend to be traumatized a lot in their media. And this is just like a nice ending for them to have where Dude, you're like
1: pluck them out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's like
3: No, I must now put you in something fluffy and protective. (laughs) That's Mama
1: Vic. (laughs) So what's happening to me right now is something that I absolutely love. Um, And some people that know me know this. I love people that love things like it, like something that what I love to do is to find somebody who's passionate about something. And like, whether I love what you love or not, I don't care. Like, I just love people that love things. So a that's happening, right? and B discovering there's a whole world out there. I didn't know about. So like the, 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 like the labeling of these tropes and like, I, like I didn't know any of this existed and I'm completely fascinated by it. And so that's (laughs) why I'm asking these questions because like, I love shit like this. I love finding out (laughs) that like, there's a whole world out there that I didn't even know existed. And it's been living like on its own without me knowing about it. And that's exactly what's happening right now. So I'm, 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 Preparing you for more questions. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Um,
3: and the Apparently thing with professionals, <laughs> <laughs> the thing with tropes is terminology changes like every few right. years or so. So these may be old names that I'm using for these because I'm not like super active in fan During fiction forums. My
2: last foray into Ao3, which was a few months ago, uh, those are still in use. They are cool. Yeah, um, uh, I don't exactly claim to be hip in with it either <laughs> but the last time are
0: we I getting went, old i am i'm afraid <laughs> we are
2: we are
3: all getting older through. every day That's fun. um as far as like a hurt comfort pairing i would really like to see like was mentioned a molly kirai hurt comfort type of deal I like that yep. where it doesn't even have to necessarily be like a physical injury it can be like oh hey i've been emotionally scarred by this horrible thing that happened like a ghost ate my dead boyfriend's soul um (laughs) so i think they would be really good and like a hurt comfort fic um as far as the coffee shop au like i low-key kind of want to see honestly maybe lady j get that coffee shop (laughs) au because like (laughs) she's she's gotten hit really hard lately
0: just with everything
3: yeah and like Sonia comes in, and wears, like <laughs> just five shots of espresso with nothing in it because that's exactly what she would do, and we all know it. Uh- <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then slow burn enemies to lovers. There are so many choices in Malibu
0: for that. Okay, well you could probably just do it if you think hard enough on it. Yeah, or if, you if, just if don't if, think if if all. I
3: if I did, um, but like. Slow burn enemies to lovers. Lots of enemies out there to choose
1: from. That's, that's <laughs> the problem. There's too <laughs> many of them. Like, right? not, n- not not new to Malfoy,
4: <laughs> right?
3: Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's 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 do enemies to lovers. Uh, Ironsides, Sonya, just do Sonya twice. <laughs> it's fine. He's very I just think she'd be really. I think she'd be really fun to just have in a fanfic because war criminals are always fun. She's such a wonderful character. They're
2: wonderful. They're 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 fun to play like, with. They're, like, they're fun to mess around with. The, the fact that you are like Ugh, I hate her so much that indicates what a good character she right. is. Yeah, like, right. Like she's yeah. such a compelling character, whether you like her or not. And like that's one of the it's one of the reasons she's absolutely one of my favorites. It's just like yes, here's this war criminal. I love her so much. <laughs> they're like why? And I'm like she's the fucking worst. I found her in a dumpster. Yeah, you have that.
0: You have that feelings with with Sonya. I have those feelings with Nelly. It's the exact same.
2: <laughs> Someone's like, Lady Justice, your girlfriend's adorable, and she's like, thank you. She's a rescue. <laughs> <laughs> she has that's aggression good. issues, but we're working on it.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Okay. <laughs> She's a little reactive. <laughs> I, I got it's a recycled joke from Twitter, but it's very funny.
0: It is, it is very funny.
2: Uh, Malifaux is a, a ripe setting for doing hurt comfort, which is absolutely one mm-hmm. of my favorites, too. And I'm a big fan of um, partner A has a terrible nightwear, and partner B. Wakes the wakes them up and comforts them. Oh, right? that's, that's so it's, good. it's so it's so like <laughs> it's so tender, right? Like it's this a very emotionally charged type of hurt comfort, and especially in like Malifo where nightmares can even be prophetic. You have that also, like added setting element of like nice. maybe the nightmare had some some deep meaning, and then and then the two characters have to work through it together. And then if you were doing something longer, maybe it comes to pass, and they have to deal with it together. And any or maybe it's just ships. Dreamer fucking up your shit. Maybe it's just, maybe, that yeah, maybe it's an ongoing thing where Dreamer is fucking with someone, right? Like, you could you could spin a whole Malifaux story out of a Hurt Comfort Nightmare fanfiction. And any of the pairings that I have thrown out there work for it. Like, uh, <laughs> yep. Vic and Taylor work for it, Sonya and Lady J work for it. Who else did I throw out there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kirai and Molly work for it particularly well. Yeah, any of the, these. There's so could, many. Could, there's so many. You could you could go somewhere with that. Um, I also particularly like any of the tropes where two people who should not or normally would not work together are now forced to work together thanks to the circumstances around them, which I brought up with the Sonia and Rasputina thing, which also would make a really wild hurt comfort nightmare fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Just smash them together. Just-
4: <laughs> amazing
2: yeah I, i'm trying to think of other like tropes with names and there i'm just drawing a blank there's so many
0: there is so <laughs> many so many
2: <laughs> yeah that's, that's
3: what i got do you know any fan fiction true uh,
0: no not really <laughs> do like, you I, run it's, with it's, it's not it's it's more of a case of like i'm sure i do i just don't know the name for it Sure. Do you want to run with
2: your thoughts okay, on any l- of the ones we threw out yes, there? Yes.
0: Okay. Um, I'm not going to cover enemies to lovers because, again, this most of the game. You're so <laughs> nice. Her comfort though, and this is just coming off the top of my head, so it's not the most well based idea here. But Jacob Lynch and Bill Algren. Okay. I feel like because we we know he's he. he like huggy's a problem, and huggy's getting becoming a worse problem. I feel like Jacob Lynch at the end of the day just could really use some big, strong hugging arms and someone that's a really good listener. Both of which Bill Algra has in Spades because he's a big, strong boy and he doesn't have a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good listener. Um, let's see, Cop Shop AU. Jeez, uh, um, I had something for this. Give me, give me a second. Uh, phone. Let's try that. Here, I'm blanking on the name of a character and I feel really stupid. Nope. I got it. Okay. Hannah and Vanessa.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like yes. the other ones
3: <laughs> They just bond over their sisters.
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel so much like both of them bear the brunt of the bullshit in their <laughs> keyword.
2: They, t- I, That is, I love... I That's had, great. Before they got an on-screen interaction, I wanted them to interact desperately. Uh, not even as a ship i just was like i just need to see these two they're magic users they're like have a weird relationship with their sister <laughs> uh, they they are like very much the people who are like <sighs> in, in the room full of weirdos <laughs> i'm for the audience listening at home i like rubbed my temples and made a very <laughs> exasperated face and like now i I also and Hannah as slightly older, which like age gaps aren't necessarily problematic if handled with care between the two parties. So I could certainly see this being a relationship with an age gap that is not bad. As I, I, I tend to think of Hannah as being like either in her late 30s or early 40s. I don't know where that came from. That's just how I think of her. Definitely a, a, a mature woman who has like already done, a, done plenty of stuff by the time she got to Malibu. And Vanessa is supposed to be fairly young, like in her early 20s. And so that has sort of like a carol thing to it, which I don't mind. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> honestly, I picture Vanessa's. Vanessa is canonically her younger sister. I don't care what canon says. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> All right. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'll just switch on you like that. And suddenly, can it doesn't matter. Can doesn't matter. What are you talking about? But yeah, no. I, I I definitely pictured Hannah being around that age, maybe just slightly younger, but no younger than thirty by far. Just as we know that she worked at Oxford for some Forever. amount of time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hannah is an accomplished woman.
0: Taking orders from an overly enthusiastic man.
2: <laughs> oh, do we think they're in a relationship
0: no okay.
2: no, no. Uh,
1: okay no. vetoed
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... there was no there was no thinking about that one no <laughs> I, I i sort of see see von schill if we're not going with my weird head canon wearing moonlights as a luchador um <laughs> As almost Ramos levels of, like, I'm so much business that I don't have time for relationships and don't care.
2: I, I, I have always read Ramos as definitely being gay with Joss. I've said this multiple times, I'm going to say it again. I've always read Ramos as ace. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that they had a sexual relationship, but he definitely was in a relationship with Joss. I suppose we can a throw out there that, like... like certainly like i also picture jacob lynch as being an ace character but certainly a guy who might be in a relationship if not necessarily a sexual one everybody's nodding
0: I'm <laughs> everybody's you. like... you're a professional i can i can nod in agreement even if i think you're wrong
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just you just out and out were like, no. I know you're
0: going to just disagree with me you disagree with me. <laughs> me? Disagree with people?
3: <laughs> on this podcast? Uh, just I know what you're up.
0: about, Doug. Despite be not being a professional, I feel like I'm holding on and providing some content for this you are. episode. I don't know how I became a professional shipper.
2: <sighs> how did I get this job? How did you get <laughs>
1: Uh, I've got your application right here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what just happened. You said you've been doing this for twenty-three years. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
3: goodness. And next topic, Victoria. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask if Craig had anything to add oh, yeah. the fan fiction tropes. No, I'm I'm no?
1: absorbing. This is phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. This is all, all right. new information to me, and I'm loving it.
3: All right. Moving on. Um I also really want to cover what is your favorite Masters kink and your least favorite masters kink. Oh, boy. Um and I can go first once again okay. if everyone's okay yeah. with this. Yes, go ahead. Um so obviously Jeez. my favorite favorite. Favorite master Molly, my girl. Um, I feel like Molly is a soft dom, uh huh. Right? Like, yeah, yes. She's she's a soft dom, and she like really lays on praise really thick. I feel like that's kind of Molly's thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, And Lucius isn't technically my least favorite master, but I do have to say that he's into financial domination. Don't at
0: me. Uh, okay, so also I think people, not can, wrong. people can understand soft dom, but I, I was confused what financial domination was. Could you explain that uh, again? Let me the... see if
3: I can find, like, an actual good... Uh,
0: Why were you so, looking up Corona? Uh, <laughs>
3: so just, because just... I needed her I'm-die-thank-you <laughs> forever.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> so just for the audience listening at home, soft doming is, like, the idea of, of being a dom, but instead of humiliating or degrading someone, which some people are into, it is often gentle or praising, uh, but it's no less domineering, dominating. Yeah. dominating yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah, is people who are into being dominated gently as opposed to being humiliated. I hope that bought you time um, to look up a good definition of FinDom. Otherwise, I may be able to provide it, yes. one with a moment's thought. <laughs> it's it's the idea of being dominated, like you would in yes. BDSM, including sometimes including humiliation and all that part of the kink, but also being humiliated. Into giving someone money, like it is the specific act of like someone is a dom, but you also mm-hmm. give them money as part of the transaction, not just necessarily paying a sex worker, but like, <laughs> but like, give from me a thousand dollars, you piece of slime, <laughs> right? Like,
3: <laughs> and from what I understand, there's not always like a sexual component, no, like a physically sexual that. component. It's yep, just right. based on what I'm reading here. It's some of them are like one-off payments of doing this and others are like regular transfers and some people just hand over total control of their bank accounts to a dom. Yes. It seems like overwhelmingly this is women who are the doms and men who are making these payments um, just from what I've seen.
0: You're still like 100% describing a fetish I I would believe Lucius to have.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, just we go financial domination is a fetish lifestyle in particular a practice of dominance and submission and which a submissive gives gifts and money to a financial dominant yeah that's, that's good, that's short, a good
2: def- yeah yep. a good clinical definition thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs>
3: and then sorry and then like my actual least favorite is obviously Leviticus because,
2: about- <laughs> because
3: because he is he's the worst um, and besides being like an actual predator I feel like he really likes age play <laughs>
0: For those of you that don't know what that is, picture Leviticus and diapers. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, well <welcome>. thank you.
2: <laughs> I The phrase Leviticus and diapers popped into my brain, and I said, don't say that out loud, and then you did. <laughs> You're, welcome. You're
0: welcome, internet.
2: <laughs> Who wants to go next? Well, I will jump on that sword. Uh <laughs> Not to be too vanilla, but I'm pretty sure Sonya really likes bondage. Like, she definitely likes to be tied yeah, up. for sure. Absolutely. And probably likes to be choked, too. She just yeah. seems like the sort who's into that. Yeah, she she does. She really does. Definitely. <laughs> uh, she's also the brattiest sub you've ever met. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man trying to think of Victoria's kink <laughs> as in the master, not as in you. <laughs> <laughs> I understood what you meant.
0: Now, is this uh, Victoria's kink apostrophe S or Victoria's kink? S, well, apostrophe. I mean,
2: surely they share it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to think there is like one or two things that actually just dis- separate those two.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, you know... I've, Molly is a soft dom. I think Vic likes to be soft dommed. Like likes to be the recipient. <laughs> She's a sub. Of, yes, sort of. <laughs> M- maybe only for that. I don't see her as being a particularly submissive person otherwise like if you try to pull yeah. the whole is is too willful. If you tried to pull the whole humiliation thing, which is be oh, like, sure, yeah. I'm putting my pants on and leaving. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, well, like, you can
3: be a sub without being into humiliation.
2: Like there's right, a difference. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I definitely see her as the sort of person who would want to be someone's sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> like, a I sugar that, mama. Got it. I, I don't know that that's a kink specifically, but like, <laughs> uh <laughs> Maybe that is some of her relationship with Taylor, who is just like, <laughs> well, I'm in financial trouble. And she's just like, how much do you need, baby? <laughs> <laughs> also, do you need you need me to kill someone for you? <laughs> with a lot of money. <laughs> oh, uh, my least favorite master, um, Seamus is in defeat. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> You already said the worst possible thing about Leviticus, so <laughs> uh, so welcome. I had to fall back on Seamus, who is feet, yeah, feet, absolutely, definitely, which is kind of tame in as, in as much as like weird things they could possibly be into. But Seamus also seems like the sort of person who would want to like look at your feet without your permission. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking weirdo, Feet, yeah, right? feet, went, feet peeker. yeah. <laughs> The sort of person who's uh. like, let me give you a foot massage. And then there's like two into it. You <laughs> said <laughs> know somebody like that. Ugh. They're not in my circles anymore. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> but Tarantino is basically what we're saying.
2: Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my terrible answers. Perfection.
0: I'm so mad because you took both of my, ter- my terrible <laughs> answers. Oh, well done, Monica. Damn it. Different oh. characters, though. Okay. Uh, well, d- you can still duster. say the same
2: things. Yes, yeah. I
0: can. It'll s- still be. It'll still be funny. Entertaining, yes. Uh, well, I gotta talk about Ironsides again. Oh darn. Oh, um, no. This is kind of a non-answer, but I actually feel like Ironsides is vanilla as fuck.
3: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah at the, right. Like at the yeah. end
0: of the day, mostly she just wants a good cuddle and a shoulder rub.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> she can hits see. People at her job all day. She <laughs> <I> doesn't. Like- <laughs> I could see Ironside's being into something interesting and specific, but not like weird, like wax play or something.
0: Who did I say was into? Who did I say was wax
2: play? I thought it was. It was
3: something but, to do with black blood,
2: but only like
0: because Cardita.
3: It was pretty. Cardita's into
0: wax
2: play, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. But only because like Kyrus brought it up, and then she realized she kind of liked it. <laughs> I can't. I can't see Ironsides well, pursuing tried. that on her own.
0: No, yeah. I, when she's off the clock, I don't really see her pursuing much of anything except for a bath.
2: <laughs> Sleep. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Let's, gamut of uh, masters I hate. Uh, but <laughs> obviously, Leviticus is one of them, but Victoria covered that. I also think that Leviticus's predatory nature is at most physical, and I also feel like at this point he just does it because that's what he needs to do. But I feel like he is in a one-sided relationship. Stuck.
3: Okay. Does does he have the crush or does
0: Von he, Leviticus is the one that has the Leviticus crush? Leviticus
3: has the
2: crush on Von Stuck.
3: Yeah, Von okay. Stuck
0: is too busy staring at stars though to really notice.
2: Looking at the stars and going crazy. Yeah. Is this why Leviticus is eternally grumpy that he's not invited to any reser parties? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>
1: Come um, on! <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, he's, he's always the nerd outside, and the music's playing, and he's he's leaning up against the tree, and everybody in the on. like background blurred is
0: having fun at the party.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to raise the dead. Exactly.
0: Team. I like you anyway, <laughs> that Because really actually, Victoria and I went through like a long list of masters, and I've forgotten most of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about Perdita. Yeah, we got that Perdita in. Um, I was going to make the mention that um, the only way I could possibly, <laughs> the only way I could possibly dislike Nellie Cochran more is if she enjoyed being choked, <laughs> and so that's what I went with. <laughs>
2: God damn it! I mean, Nellie just needs a powerful woman right now. <laughs> that's basically her whole story is just Fiona does something. And Nelly is just like, <laughs> 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 I
0: fucking count. Okay. Sm- <laughs> <Smelly. laughs>
4: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <a voice> <laughs> okay. Um, shit. Okay. Something that we haven't addressed in the, either of these episodes yet. And I have I think I've listed on here, but, um, I'll go ahead and sort of, uh, Break that seal. I think we have another master that's in defeat, specifically human women's feet, and that is Summer Teacher. Oh <laughs> and he a hundred percent has a stolen shoe collection. Gross. I like I'm not. You're a... not
2: wrong. <laughs> that's so cursed. <laughs> you can
0: tell it's so it true
2: by how I'm laughing at it. <laughs>
0: God damn it! He's right. You are right. He's disgusting. You're welcome, Internet. Okay, uh, Craig, is do you yes. f- have any sort of answer for this? So my kink lexicon is like very thin. All okay, right, well, what, so what you out. do is you take kinks you do know and then apply uh, them to I'm some. I'm getting there, okay. Doug.
3: I'm trying Jesus. to help.
0: God damn! Dog, no, Christ. <laughs> so.
1: This is, this is, this is terrible. You should have had me first so that we could l- end on like a strong note. <laughs> but so I feel like Zip is, is juvenile at best. Okay. Um, acts out, um, wants to be, wants, you know, like some people like will take any attention and then there's some people that just want bad attention. And I think stip, I think Zip is juvenile, wants bad attention. So then I think he's, I think he likes to be spanked. <laughs> I think Zip wants to be spanked, and specifically, and you know where I'm headed with a spoon.
4: Oh, <laughs>
1: that's the best uh, I got.
3: Does he have mommy? Does he have a mommy thing too? Well, Is that's that the
1: second kink? Right? So, <laughs> yeah. So, and there's definitely some weird Oedipus-like parental kink. Guy. I'm sure it's got a better name, but there's that.
2: <laughs> and I think that's all I, I have. I think Zip also has a praise kink. Like I think he both wants to be told he's a bad boy and then also told he's he's been good
1: by the same person. Like by, so by the same person within minutes yeah. of each other. Within
2: minutes of each other. <laughs> <I've>, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I- I think he really wants to, to be spanked and then also praised like one right after the other.
1: <laughs> but I feel like spanking is the extent of the pain kink right? right. So I don't think he right. likes sure. yeah. like uh, he doesn't want you know like a, a heel in the back of his hand or anything like that Right, right, right. It's directed strictly at this parental like effed up, pull my pants down where's the spoon?
2: <laughs> right, right and, and then <laughs> when that is over to be told he's a good little boy Yes yeah. <laughs> i'm that's
0: still it? like not getting over the fact that pretty much craig claimed zip to be the jake paul of malifaux <laughs> <laughs> moving on is he wrong though <laughs> it's, that's the best i have i only have one that's fine
3: <laughs> that's, it was no, that's so good that is fine. it was
0: good it was it was wonderful um we can enjoy the discussion getting... and get a good laugh in it it doesn't matter exactly thank you Craig. you validate me
3: Yay. It is 10 o'clock, and I know Monica needs to yeah. leave. Yes, so it we'll, is 11
0: o'clock
2: here, so.
3: Yes. We will call it there for tonight. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, it, was,
0: it was my pleasure. We still have stuff. Oh, my God. Fun. Is there yeah, yeah, a we just, episode three?
3: Who knows? Perhaps. There's oh, plenty right. to talk about. Yeah, I could I could talk
2: about this all yeah, week. for ages. No
3: way. <laughs> we could we could talk about more gay subtext.
2: <laughs> yeah, we could we could just do the gay subtext episode. I would come back <laughs> on for that. It'd be great. So, again, thanks for being on. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you, Doug. Yay. And
3: Monica, yeah, anytime. It was fun. And Craig, thanks for uh, braving the uh, wilds of the ship episode. Very well, for,
1: those, for those of you listening. You really, I think we should go ahead and let everybody know that uh, this is actually Roman doing a Craig deepfake. Um, so <laughs> in no way was Craig a part of this, and no way does Craig know his name is being used. Mm-hmm. And I think it's wonderful. And you, can, I mean, you got to be
0: honest. Like this deepfake's pretty good. I sound a lot like Craig. <laughs> Perfection. Just I don't buy that one bit. Although I do buy the fact that he is off screen with a gun pointed. <laughs> we're also located in his basement right Everybody's now. In basement. Everybody's <laughs> in, in Roman's basement. Everyone's in the basement.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
3: right. So maybe see everybody again sometime if yeah. we want to do a third.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to have to do a third. We're going to have
3: to do a third. We have so much to talk Hopefully about. We'll take, we'll August twenty first,
1: nine p.m. 9
3: p.m. Third World War's Twitch.
1: Fear itself. Episode three. Um, Kink-free episode.
3: (laughs) Uh, You don't know that. Um, I could take it off the rails at any time. I have no doubt.
2: (laughs) So if anybody wants to hear more from me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at ZenithSun. Um, I also hang out in the Scoundrels Discord, where um, sometimes I'll be silent for a really long time and then magically appear with an opinion about something.
0: It's <laughs> great. If you put something in the head cannon or fluff channel, she'll usually show up. That's how you. Yeah, I just her. Do, it's I appear as if summoned. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you want to get me all the stuff you want listed. and I can put all of your links in the description. Uh, yeah, people sure. just have to find Craig. Yeah, because it's so difficult. It's so hard no one knows who he is
3: his podcast is so so small
1: yes. tiny tiny five of five uh, listeners that's what I'm down to now
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to say the thing before we can close it out though
3: uh I'm sorry
0: no we're not <laughs> sorry do the other one
3: <laughs> all right well that is steam powered scoundrels for tonight This episode two um thanks for coming out and listening and as Doug always says fun is always king and this was a lot of fun at least for me
0: Yay. Yay. I had a good time. Yay. Okay. Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin MacLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.